Spoiler Sleepover is sponsored by Willow Tree Kitchen. Willow Tree Kitchen is a one-woman owned and operated bakery currently slinging delicious vegan cookies, mixes, and baked goods mm. out of Kitchen Local in Amesbury, Mass. Follow Willow Tree Kitchen underscore on Instagram or go to their website at willowtreekitchen.com for more. <laughs> Greetings, ladies, gents, and our non-binary friends. Welcome to Spoiler Sleepover, part of the Nerdcat Network. Join your hosts, Jason, Michael, and Rob, as they bring you on a slash-tastic adventure through cinema. Now, enjoy the show. It'll be a real scream of a time. <laughs> Welcome back to Spoiler Sleepover. Ooh. I'm Rob. I'm Jason Michael. Oh, buddy old, buddy old pal, oh, buddy old pal. So, we're going to not necessarily jump into a creeping it real. Mm -hmm. But, last week, uh, you listened to the 15-second trailer for uh, Godzilla minus Uno. Yes. Uh, and it's been a few weeks since that trailer, has, that teaser has dropped, and the fucking entire trailer's out now. Time means nothing yeah. in the sleepover. No. Uh it's great. We're not going to watch it. We're not going to edit out sound or anything like that. But just in case any of you suckers out there are unaware and you did look up the teaser and you're unaware that the full-length trailer is out, go look it up. It's on YouTube. Once again, as we warned you, just make sure you're not watching one that's a clip show from yeah. fucking anything else. Because that's just, that's the way the internet works. Here's a bunch of fake information. It's fake nerd news. I'm not. I'm not you starting that. Nerd news. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not starting that movement. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, last week was a lot of fun mm -hmm. with the one movie that has terrified me the most. And as of this being the first week of December, we are taking a month-long break from our top threes. Ah, good save. And we are jumping into the cold spookiness of whatever. Winter horror. I don't know what we're really going to call it. It's, I mean, winter is scary enough. Yeah. Christmas time is also scary enough. Yeah, fuck Christmas. Capitalism. Yeah. Unless we're talking about the pagan holiday, then I'm all for it. Let's burn a Yule log to the <laughs> Elder Gods. Uh, <laughs> but we're taking a break because we want to do, jump into some more quote-unquote holiday-themed films. So we're going to be jumping into talking about some quote-unquote holiday spooky cold movies yes <laughs> if it involves snow or cold weather it's a christmas movie it's a fucking christmas movie <laughs> i'm a weirdo what does that say about die hard it is a christmas movie why well, I, I mean is there snow in die hard yeah it I takes place during christmas well, during I christmas that. i don't know if there's snow but it takes place during christmas so yeah, it's I know a fucking Christmas movie. Bruce Willis has gone on record to say it's not a Christmas movie, but at the same point, eh, it's a Christmas movie. I was going to talk ill about Bruce Willis, but he's going through his own struggles right now, so yes, he is. we're going to be kind. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so if there's snow or cold, we're going to be talking about it, including today's episode, which is fucking fantastic, and... I actually got to see it in theaters. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember it, watching it on my iPod video several times. Good lord. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that one felt weird. So, we'll be talking about 2007's 30 Days of Night, based off of the amazing graphic novel 
It was only uh, painted in three colors, which is really cool. And was painted. It was etched and painted. Huh. It's pretty cool. But before we do that, let's jump into some What's Been Keeping Us Up The Fuck At Night! Change of the title. <laughs> Uh, why don't you go first? Um, so nothing entirely brand new. I mean, I've uh, caught up with a bunch of the shows that I've been watching, like Invincible. Uh, I did not know they were going to take like a f- after four episode break. So I guess there's going to be like a season two B at some point. Um, I guess starting early next year or hopefully starting early next year. Um, the boys. Uh, actually the day of this recording dropped a season four teaser. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Yeah. 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 I I have not. No, it hasn't really given any, uh, crazy, like classic promiscuous stuff that the boys like to tease. Um, but they have teased some brutal and bloody looking shit and I'm all about it. Uh, they showed, they showed us Jeffrey Dean Morgan who has, uh, teamed up with the cast so he's going to be in this season and i cannot be more excited for it i loved his portrayal of negan in the walking dead and i think he will fit a hundred percent with the boys universe um so there's that other than that uh still playing modern warfare 3 zombies i'm liking it a little better it's definitely it's definitely better with friends um but it is also still challenging as fuck uh and then other than that, I have restarted Metalocalypse for about the 2,500th time. Um, <laughs> and I am not sad in that fact. I am not ashamed in any way, shape, or form. I'm watching it. Every time I watch it, I see something brand new. Like, there's a there was a scene where they're outside on the grounds of Mord House by their little picnic outside area. And uh, it's just... You can see into the back of the whole, like, their land, essentially. And it looks like it's a whole gothic medieval city behind them. No, that's all just their place. With their fields and their factories and all shit like that, that's all just theirs. And it's incredible just to see the amount of detail that goes into a cartoon show about a death metal band. Nice. The, the show the show fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, metal your metalocalypse. I guess my metalocalypse would be Adventure Time. Yeah, because I do the same thing. I'll rewatch it, and I'm like, I never, I didn't notice that before. Yep. But Adventure Time is less brutal. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's some stuff in that show that can be kind of that. If if they went a bit more realistic with that, it would be horrifying. Oh, absolutely. So is that it for you? That is indeed it. Not not a lot, but. It's something. Yeah, when we had chatted a couple days ago, I'd said, oh, yeah, I don't have a lot either. And then I forgot that I I do have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll just kind of blast through a few of these uh, and not really get into too much detail except for, like, one. Uh, so I literally, what was it, on Friday? Yeah, Friday. I watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the new Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Um, Got added to Disney Plus. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you can get past Uh-oh. the 
de-aging. I mean, well, they didn't de-age Harrison Ford. They got a body double and like put Harrison's face on a body double in the opening of the movie. So kind of like a deep fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's uh there's there's a one moment where he's like fighting somebody and the veil drops and you can see the the body double's face. <laughs> And I was just like, how did how did this get past editing? Like that guy clearly isn't Harrison Ford. Aside from that, it was really great. I I had seen a, a lot of complaints about it that it was like, oh, it's so unrealistic. Yeah, I've and heard like, I've heard honestly nothing but bad things. Here here's my thing. People want to shit talk the the one thing that they call unrealistic in the movie because there's one thing. And I'm like, yeah, they're, this is kind of crazy. But go back and watch any of the Indiana Jones movies and tell me that none of it's fucking unrealistic. It, yeah. They open the goddamn Ark of the Covenant <laughs> and a bunch of people's fucking faces melt. There's a it, holy it, grail. Yeah, it, Religion. It's fucking Indiana Jones. Enjoy the movie. Have fun. It was a good movie. It was well done. It's two hours and like 30 some odd minutes long. It, Damn. It's worth the watch. I enjoyed it. I will watch it again. It was a lot of fun. I do. I um, I still want to watch that. I meant to go see it in theaters, but the summer is always kind of unpredictable as to when I can go to the theater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's in general. I haven't really been going to the movies all that often, just because things turn around so quickly on the streaming that I just don't. They see a they really point. have as of recent. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a, I a, wish I had seen Thanksgiving in theaters, but I still haven't even watched it. Is it already out on streaming? Uh, not that I know of. I oh, I was like, I Jesus. I haven't noticed yet. I mean, they just announced that they're doing a second one. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess it did really well. Um, the only other movie that I watched, uh, I watched Old Dads, the Netflix movie. Uh-huh. With, uh, it was good. With Bill Burr. I what it was. It made me feel fucking old. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much what i expected it to be uh other than that i watched all of vice principles because yeah Wait, it, it was a what's vice principles uh it's uh, a <laughs> Dan, it's it's one of danny mcbride's shows oh, okay and we know how much we love danny mcbride yeah on this podcast he he does some great stuff looking at you halloween hell yeah uh yeah, I mean, it was. I really like the Royal Gemstones, which is his latest show. I like his sense of humor, and I never watched Vice Principals. And it's it's a two season show. It closes out, and it is it's a Danny McBride show. I had a, I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, the fourth episode of Monarch came out. I watched that. It was pretty damn good. I really enjoyed it for for the type of episode they were going for for this one. A lot of, a lot of background setup kind of stuff. I mean, the whole show's been background setup, but it was more like a character development background thing this time. So that was good. Nice. Um, and as of the recording of this episode, or that you know what we're doing currently, or what's been keeping us up at night, uh, the second Doctor Who special is out <laughs> on Disney Plus. <laughs> 
<laughs> so as soon as we're done doing our little recording here, I am watching that, and then I have to bolt out of the house to take off and go somewhere. So <laughs> I am fucking excited. <laughs> uh, I won't get into it. What I am going to get into, though, for those of you out there who are listening, you obviously love podcasts. I don't know how many of you out there listen to audio dramas. I'm a huge audio drama fan. Just building a world with audio, I think, is amazing. It sounds great. Some of them are fucking terrible, and some of them are really great. I found one. This is why I connected. I brought up Doctor Who first. I found one that the BBC put out. And I was like, all right, I'll give it an episode. Maybe it'll be good. So it's called The Loved The Lovecraft Investigations. Okay. It started in 2018. It ran through 2020, 2020. And then they took a three year fucking break. And the fourth season dropped in October. I'm on the fourth season currently. Damn. It is fantastic. If you know Lovecraft, if you love Lovecraft, his stuff. Or if you craft love, Lovecraft. Yeah, if you love Lovecraft. <laughs> That's another sentence right there. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. It's it's styled like an investigation, an investigative podcast. So it all starts with them trying to find somebody who's gone missing. Okay. And as the story unfolds, it's multiple Lovecraft stories melded into this thing. So it goes from like realistic to make believe, if you will. Hmm. And each season they add a layer. So they add more Lovecraft, but they stick to what happened in season one. And then in season two, they add to that. And then everything that happened in season one and two, they add to three and then add on to that. It's amazing. And the end of season three, I, I listened to at work and I was in tears. I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, you made me emotional. So, uh, I don't know if it's on Apple. We, we over here at the sleepover are fucking pixel gang through and through. We are, we're Android peeps. Um, so it's on Spotify. I don't know about Apple Music. I would assume it is, but uh, if you go to BBC Radio 4, I know you can find it there. So it is fucking fantastic. Check out the Lovecraft Investigations. It's so good. Nice. But that's what's been keeping us up at night. I know I know that I, I make faces and sigh every time you bring up Doctor Who. I just wanted to put on the record, I'm not against Doctor Who. It's just, <laughs> it's all of a sudden it was like, yeah, you know, this uh, murder story about, you know, children being taken and descriptions about vagina. Space wizard doctor! It's like, oh, okay, all right, fucking left turn out of nowhere. Got it. I'm I'm like an onion, like Shrek said. I'm an onion. <laughs> I have layers. And ogres have layers. <laughs> that was really good. Holy shit. <clears throat> Thank you. Before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to possibly one of our biggest fans and listeners, Hell yeah. uh, Mr. Cyrene. Mr. Cyrene! He, <laughs> he reached out to Jason Michael and myself, and as a thank you for all the free entertainment, he gave us his login to uh, Troma Now. <laughs> so we get 
we get to enjoy some free trauma thanks to Mr. Cyrene. So, what a, what a, if what you a weird are, dude. I love him so much. He's a good dude. He's currently working on a horror book. He told me it's his first dive into horror. And we're, I mean, I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear this. Yeah. And there may potentially be something happening with him and the sleepover in the near future. So stay tuned. He sent me a little, uh, he sent me a little preview and a little look at some of the stuff he's been writing. And it's, it's, it's deep. It's like emotional and dark at the same time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I've yet to read it, but he sent it to me also. I'm, I'm really excited to get into this, but, uh, Mr. Cyrene, you're the best. Love you, buddy. Love you over here. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, keep listening. The best sucker we got out there. <laughs> Absolutely. So I got the, I got a text from Jason Michael the other day. Yes. And uh, I was like, wait, what? So Jason Michael is going to take the reins on what's creeping it real. It's just creeping it real. Yeah, but what is creeping it real, Jason Michael? <laughs> not the first time you've done that. Yeah. Um, and I'll do it every time. No. Uh, so I was strolling through YouTube, as one does, and I found this brand new trailer for a movie called Imaginary. Okay. Now, it's uh, got the producers of Five Nights at Freddy's, M. Thregan, or Megan. Uh, yeah. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it. Un- I mean, it's great for what it is. Watch the unrated version, which I think is on Peacock. Or- oh, okay. Um, yep, so it's got the producers of Megan, Five Nights at Freddy's, The Black Phone, and the 2020 Invisible Man. Mm, um, great movie. Oh, fantastic movie. But it's a Blumhouse production, and as Blumhouse has gone recently, a lot of people are probably going to look down on this movie. I don't know. I mean, I really have enjoyed the past few that they've been doing. I mean, yeah, they've, like, they've done a handful that have been shit. But. Yeah, like, if if anybody's mind will then automatically go to Halloween Ends or The Exorcist Believer, either way, this is the look at Imaginary, which I've already watched the trailer, Rob has not. Oh, my lanta. Culture has entities that tether to the young. We call them imaginary friends. You know, spirits and demons, imaginary friends, same thing. Pretty much. That's one pissed off teddy bear. Mm-hmm. So that was the trailer for Imaginary. Of course, can't really leave all that in. But what'd you think? I mean, it's it's your stereotypical Annabelle, insidious, whatever. But with a teddy bear. But with a teddy bear. <laughs> I mean, the only downside is it's right behind you, and then it's some shadowy figure with its head tilted because yep. that's apparently creepy that's sort of like the oh what's what's scary in a horror movie a contortionist it's just like oh cool you can walk upside down on your hands and your feet like it's not scary it's really you you've got a talent there good for you but i mean i'll definitely watch it once it hits streaming yeah that's not getting my money not no, a lot it is definitely it's definitely a intrigued uh you know what? i might watch it but it's definitely not a go to theaters and watch it like say one of the Halloween movies for me right. or the Evil Dead Rise. Right. Yeah. So. And Blumhouse has got like a contract now with Prime because mm-hmm. their their latest their latest direct to streaming one was uh, 
totally killer. Oh, that was Blumhouse? Yeah. Oh, sick. I yep. still haven't watched that yet. Dude, get I, on I, it. I was meaning to watch it in October, but I have not watched it yet. Get on it. Like, seriously, it did not disappoint. I I really, really enjoyed it. Was like, it totally killer? It was totally killer. <laughs> no, it was really good, for real, though. Uh, good laughs, great kills, just all around. And time travel. Can't go wrong with fucking time travel. Mm. I mean, you can. Yeah. But we don't talk about the ones where they... They are bad. So that's, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. And that's uh, that's creeping it real. Rob. We Jason are, Michael. We are talking about 2007's 30 Days of Night, as you said. So. Let's get on to it. So the movie opens with some subtitles because the comic book does, actually. And actually, the comic book or the graphic novel, let's... Let's say it correctly. It gives you a little background as to uh, Borough, Alaska, which is an actual place in Alaska. It's the northernmost town in the U.S. as it states. It is indeed. Yep. But they uh, they say that it's cut off from roads in the middle of the wilderness, and every winter there is 30 days of night. Which I looked it up, and it says it's like mid-November to January. That it's dark in Alaska. Yeah, it's which nuts. Which that's haunting in itself. Alaska is a very beautiful place, just not during November into January. Yeah, and I've always wanted to go to, and see Alaska. Like it's it's just on not my not during November into January. <laughs> no, or maybe or maybe. Uh, the, I mean, the, it's because of that thirty days of night. Uh, alcohol is outlawed. It's yeah. illegal because people don't know when to quit. Like people generally, generally. So normal people, not myself excluded, only drink at night. Yeah. Like, hey, I've had a long day of work. I'm going to drink a sixer and call it a night and go to bed. And then there's, you know, the alcoholics like me. And they're like, I'm awake. Time for booze. <laughs> to drink. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. Five years. Five years of sobriety. Good luck. I'm, I'm fucking done with that fucking bullshit. But anyways, uh, we then cut to seeing this disheveled man just having a nice little saunter walk in the middle of goddamn nowhere, and there, in the background, there's a big ship just kind of chillaxing. I, so, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. Again, mm. I remember watching it on my iPod video, and I've watched it a few times there. I don't remember this scene at all. Really? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Huh. I, all I remember is vampires. <laughs> That's about it. But it's like, I remember watching this and just going... So that's where they came from. Yeah. Just a random giant ghost ship in the middle of Alaska. Yeah, and they need somebody to steer the ship, which is funny because who the fuck's going to steer the ship now? Yeah. Yeah. When it's fucking sideways. Yeah. So then we cut into the town, and it says, last day of sun. So we've got this one last day of the sun. The town is people who don't want to be there during the 30 days of night are packing up and ski the fuck daddling out yeah, of there. Yeah, they're getting the, they're getting out of there. They're heading off to the airport to be flown out so that they can, you know, enjoy some sunlight like yeah. a normal person. And not be trapped in a uh, vampirish nightmare soon. Right. So Whoa. we're introduced to uh, Eben. Yes, Eben and... Is it Evan or Eben? It's Eben with oh. a B. I yep. wrote down Eben several times. Well, you wrote it down incorrectly. Damn right. Uh... Eben and the other officer, who I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, 
But we're introduced to them too, and they are standing over a hole dug in the snow slash ice with a bunch of burned cell phones. Now keep in mind, this movie came out in 2007. So there's not an iPhone in there. There are a bunch of Nokia bricks. Those yep. phones are heavy enough you could club a seal with. Pretty much. Ir- irony, because they're in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you s- kind of stutter with I, and I was like, oh, please don't tell me you have experience with clubbing a seal with a Nokia. We don't talk about it. Oh, no. <laughs> this is like Fight Club. Don't talk about the summer of OB. We don't talk about Nokia Seal Club. <laughs> ah, the Nokia Seal Club! <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I laughed so hard I made myself cough. My hand was in my head, or my head was in my hand. Either yeah. way. So they're discussing, and they're like, oh, do you think it's kids? And they're like, it's a prank. They're like, no, kids would leave a note. That's a weird fucking prank, too. It's Just- a, yeah, it doesn't make any sense but then they bring there's the passing conversation of like hey well so what about you and your wife and we're given a little like hint that eben is divorced yeah and or getting divorced in the midst of a divorce his wife or ex-wife to be they're separated stella um stella is she also a cop no, she's a fire ranger. Oh, uh, okay. I was is, like, because she had on a uniform. I just wasn't sure exactly the yeah. correlation there. And she pulls a gun at one point, and Eben says, <laughs> Bitch, be cool! Is that fire, is that, like, regulated by the fire? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, as I said, the whole town is packing up, and we're seeing that happen, and then we get this really uh, interesting cut to a bunch of dogs chained up and barking, mm-hmm. and they're clearly... In distress. Mm-hmm. And then a hand with a knife. Fucking hated this scene. Comes out and uh, starts stabbing the shit out of the dogs. We don't see it, but we hear it. Yep. And it's upsetting because nobody likes animals being killed in movies. And if you do, then... Fuck you. Yeah. You're... you're uh, you don't fuck with animals, man. You fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. We're, Especially you. We're a we're a vegan loving podcast over here. Only one of us is the vegan, but we both love animals. So, yeah. So Eben finds we cut back to Eben in town, and he sees a bunch of oil on the ground on the snow, and we are introduced to Bo, one of my favorite characters in the movie, also one of my favorite characters in the graphic novel, and also one of my favorite characters on. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, okay, so we were talking about Mark Boone Jr. Yep. Good. Love I that dude. Th- this movie and the next movie that we're going to talk about, I do not remember any of their names. For some reason, none of their names really stuck in my brain. Well, when we get around to that second movie, you're not alone. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote down the key names that were necessary, and then one of the, the character names I didn't even write down, I just wrote down the actress's name because everybody knows who the fuck she is. But we'll get to that oh, in next week's I, yeah, episode. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but he, Eben, ends up writing a ticket for Bo for his the oil leaking, and he's then asked, "Why'd you write him a ticket?" And he's like, "Well, he lives on the outskirts of town, and when we do things like this, it makes him feel like he's part of the town." When you write him up and give him a ticket. <laughs> Hey, you're well, part of the town, buddy. The funny thing is, no, you hey. can see in his face where he's like, you don't have to write me a ticket. 
And he does, and he hands it to him, and he looks at the ticket, and he smirks. Because you can tell that he definitely is the outsider, mm-hmm. and he feels like it. And it clearly, th- something as simple as a ticket, even though it's negative to most people, s- is a huge thing to him. Yeah. Where you could just look at the fucking scraggly outsider and just look past that person, he's being noticed. That, and at the same point, whether he pays it or not, we'll see. I mean, he does drive a plow truck. Yeah. So I'm assuming he he's he's making an income somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. You must be plowing all the time living out there. So yeah. Damn you, snow. Then we get we cut back. Again, there's a lot of fast cuts throughout this opening. It, it's a very jump cutty movie. Yeah. This is this is two weeks in a row of jump cut movies. Yep. This is the jump cut sleepover. No, no. <laughs> We're rebranding. Uh, so. We get to meet Stella, and Stella is... Well, we've already met Stella, but we're seeing Stella, and she is in her car, and she's on her way to the airport because she has got to get there to catch the last plane to get the fuck out of Dodge. And then out of nowhere, a giant fucking chainsaw truck comes out of goddamn nowhere (laughs) and uh, totals her... It says she totaled the truck. It looked like it just fucking hit the truck. Like, even the aftermath, there's no denting. Well, yeah. I mean, cars are very expensive to the point where it's like any minor thing uh, could cost a lot of money. Like uh, when I used to work down in Mass, um, somebody opened their door and it made a little tiny ding in like in between my passenger door and the rear passenger door. Yeah. And then I brought it to three different shops, and one place is like, "Yeah, two hundred bucks. We'll we gotta find the paint." We'll sand it. We'll reprime it. All that. Perfect. Another place was like fifteen, and I was like, "Okay." And th- the person was willing to pay for it. Worked F- at the same fifteen dollars, fifteen hundred. Jesus. Yep. And then I went to <laughs> one final place, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to replace from the side mirror all the way back to the tail light, take out this whole thing." Yeah, it'll be like four grand. I was like, "You're out of your mind." I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "Take the estimate, walk the fuck out, and go fuck you, Ray's Auto Body." Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Ray's auto body. Yeah, Ray, you bitch. We find out that they're like half of our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Because they're all in it for the money. Yeah, sounds like it. But, so, I don't know why I wrote down his name, but it was Malachi. I don't... Malachi. I don't recall seeing him again in the movie, but uh, because of his moronic move, Stella ends up missing her flight. Damn you. But she ends up... She calls... She calls uh, Eben and asks for a ride mm-hmm. and he's clearly not having it mm-hmm. and he's just like look when you really want to talk then fucking call me Billy go get her yeah so he sends Billy out to pick her up so they get to the airport and the fucking flights are gone so yeah. she is now stuck for 30 days for of night 30 days of night we're gonna say that a lot throughout this movie Yeah, especially they keep like they keep giving us like day eight, day fourteen, yeah, day twenty one, day twenty seven, <clears throat> which I didn't write down any of those bullet points for any of that because it's not really pertinent in any sense. I mean, when you're watching the movie, it definitely helps to keep track. Because but at the same point, you're sitting there just going, "I get that you've probably already done this before mm. and you've lived through at least the thirty days of night." Yeah, but at the same point. How, like, it looks like you have been sitting there for at least a couple hours. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, there's the the point we're we're gonna get to when they they end up in the attic. You're like, how long have they been up here? Because yep. they're like all getting stir crazy, and it just feels like it's been hours at that point. Yep. But it, it's been like it's, a week. It's been days. Yeah. So while Stella is on her way to the airport, Eben has gone to go visit the couple who own the now dead dogs, mm. and they are very distraught, understandably so, that their dogs are all dead, and. Has a little conversation, checks him out, says this looks intentional, and it's also fresh. So it's not like it was an animal. That's enough being said. Yeah. So we then cut to the precinct, and there's a younger kid there, Jake, and he mentions playing a game. It's a lot more fun if you play the game, Grandma. <laughs> well, we end up finding out that the grandma and is the grandmother of Eben, and Jake is Eben's younger brother who's 15 so i always no forget fucking way i always forget he's 15 they only mention it the once in the movie but it's like okay he's a weird looking kid he's too. a weird looking 15 year old yeah and neither of them look like they're related no they casted that terribly yeah you got josh hartnett who last movie i saw him in was halloween h2o and i'm pretty sure this and the other one and then Maybe some dregs of other movies but i've only i believe yeah. seen him in these two movies i don't know what he's doing I, Not a lot. <laughs> there's there's a part of me that's like, is he still alive? <laughs> it's like when Eddie Murphy vanished off the face of the earth and went... <clears throat> everyone hey, went... What's he doing? <laughs> everyone went, thank goodness. No more Eddie Murphy. The fucking... Yeah, Josh Hartnett is... He looks nothing like he did, especially with that hairline. You, you know? already have your mind blown? Uh-oh. Josh Hartnett was in Oppenheimer. <laughs> the movie that just came out. I still haven't seen it, but apparently he's in Oppenheimer. I'm trying to remember it. It was a very long movie. See, now all I can picture is his stupid haircut in H2O. <laughs> it was a stupid haircut. Already. Oh, my God. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. It's pretty good. But he's in it. Nice. Uh, oh, that's right. He was also in an episode of Black Mirror. But other than that, it looks like... Not a lot. He was in Die Hard. Die Hard? Hart. Oh. Oh, the Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. Oh. And he was in Wrath of Man too. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. Josh Hartnett's still out there acting, but he's... Not memorable enough, apparently. Ouch. This is by far probably the best role he's done. It's it's one of the only two that I can remember, so yeah. <laughs> and the, Oh, he was in The Faculty. Can't forget The Faculty. Great movie. Oh my god, please tell me you've seen The Faculty. I don't remember it. Holy fucking shit. The teachers are aliens. Nope. Jesus. Future episode coming up. <laughs> so, we got another really great cut, and Eben is now at the Utilidor! The... Two guys that work there, Carter and Wilson, found a bunch of, like, airplane parts and parts for, like, generators in this, like, trash compactor thing. Mm -hmm. And they thought it was strange, so they called Eben to come check it out. Great cut. Now we get another cut to an old man who is out at a station, and he hears a noise outside. That's the generator station. And he hears a noise outside, and like you do... When you hear creepy noises in the middle of the night, you go outside with a flashlight. I think his name is Pete. His name is Dead Meat Pete. Got him. Yep. So <laughs> he they, goes. They mention it like very later in the movie, and then Evan comes or Evan comes yeah. back and goes, "What'd you do to Pete?" <sighs> yeah. So Dead Meat Dead Meat Pete goes outside. That's such a great name. Um, he goes outside with a flashlight yelling who's there because 
why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And as he's out there, we get these quick glimpses of shadows coming around him, and then he gets his throat slit, and we get our first quick look at a vampire and how they feed, which is fucking amazing. I love their feed style, where it's just like the most aggressive hickey anyone's ever seen in their <laughs> life. Um, so yeah, we have our first, aside from dogs, official yeah. kill yes. in the movie. So guess what we get now? A nice, fresh cut to the diner. Oh boy. Yeah. So we get to finally see this crazy guy again, the, the gentleman who was wandering all, uh, like, the cares of the world didn't bother him at all, and he was just wandering out in the wilderness. Yeah. And he said, he says, so you have no whiskey. We find out, you know, obviously alcohol's outlawed during the 30 days a night. And so he just asks for, you know, a nice, delicious bowl of raw meat. Ben Foster is yep. the actor. He's so good. His he is. Accent is fucking weird in he's this also, movie. He's also kind of plays similar characters of just like the weird dude who's kind of very shady. Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, he does it well. Oh yeah. So um, he gets. What does that say about Ben Foster? It says he he knows he knows he knows what he can do. <laughs> yeah, he knows his place in this world. <laughs> that creepy guy at the diner ordering a bowl of raw meat. Yeah. So he gets aggressive with the uh, server at at the diner mm-hmm. Eben walks in does the normal small town cop thing why don't we go talk outside yep that doesn't go so well so he gets aggressive and then Stella walks in and pulls out a gun and that's when we're introduced to the fact that you know Stella works for the fire rangers it's like is that is that given by the fire rangers what they don't know Listen, won't hurt that's them that's how you fight fires alright you shoot them yeah that's how they go out. That's how we do shit in America. Yeah. yeah shoot the fucking fire. <laughs> Ridiculous. America. Yeah. So Eben and Stella remove the stranger. I keep forgetting his name is Eben. Yep. With a B. E-B-E-N. I, I, my brain keeps going to Eben Fleur. That's exactly what it is. Eben Flow. Eben Fleur. <laughs> well, we get another wonderful cut to literally the weirdest scene in this entire movie, there are three, I believe that they're working on the oil rigs or the oil factory because that area of Alaska has a lot of oil under it. Mm -hmm. We go back to that exact factory later in the movie, much later at the end of the movie to be, yeah. So there's two men and a woman leaving and both guys are trying to get busy with her. So then they decide, she says no, neither of you are going to get it. But then they both have alcohol. So, you know, alcohol being alcohol. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. So the guys decide to rock, scissor, paper to see whose house they're going to go to. (laughs) And they get to rock, scissor, and then one of the dudes gets snatched into the darkness. it's, It's such a quick, like, movement. But at the same point, it's slow enough where it's like, that was a vampire, but man, he went friggin' fast. Oh, yeah. And so the guy and the girl both freak out, mm. and then Homeboy gets thrown back in into the light, and he is uh, half dead. He's definitely, he's very bloody in the neck neck region. Yes. And then the woman does the only smart thing you do, and bolts. She <laughs> fucking takes off. The other guy is standing there frozen in shock, and we get this really... I like this cut because it's just 
it's so well done, but he's standing there in shock and one vampire just approaches out of the darkness and then it's a hard cut. So like you're just basically told like he's fucking dead. It, they didn't need to show it, but they they let into it. Lame. Well, we get some pretty pretty brutal kills <laughs> later. Oh my god. I wanted howdy. to see this man die though. Yeah. I mean, it would have been great to watch both of those horny fuckers just get killed. I mean, right. she seemed like she was into it, but I'm not shaming anybody. Do what you want to do, people. Just don't hurt people. That's all that matters. Be nice to each other. Yeah. So we're back at the pre-scene again, and we find out there's more background shit. Granny's going through chemo, and she's growing weed. Yeah. Yeah, the big friggin' bag of weed that was sitting there. Yep. So Granny's going through chemo, and the marijuana helps, which medically proven it mm-hmm. does it does help it helps with the nausea it helps with being able to eat because chemo fucks your shit up oh, yeah. from the inside so the stranger is locked up in in the jail mm-hmm. it, you know it's this a small town so it's like your stereotypical movie yeah. precinct where it's just like there's a few desks in a big room and then and just these jail cell. yeah the, the cells just it's, on the back wall it's the Andy Griffith uh, movie fucking <laughs> Precinct. I yeah, can't yeah. remember the name of the fucking word precinct. Jesus. Yeah, precinct or jailhouse. Department or whatever you want to call it. But room with a cell. Yeah. Well, he he's rambling off at the mouth with his his weird accent and poetry. Though I did write down one of the quotes just because he says what what he says is it plays into the the mystery of the fact that at that point almost nobody knows what the fuck's going on yeah. or what impending doom is coming but he just says a lot of doom yeah (laughs) he says mr and mrs sheriff so sweet so helpless to what's coming i'm not gonna try and do the accent because i'm just gonna slaughter it but it's he's so fucking creepy i um yeah they ask what's coming um the stranger says they and then evans is like yeah who's they (laughs) And as he says, who's they? All of the power in the town goes out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a stereotypical thing and a very cliche thing that happened of just, who's they? Well, I'll show you, movie says. Yeah. Cut off the power. It's not Pete, by the way. I wrote down his name. <laughs> so Evan goes to the power center, power station. Carl. Where everything is. Earl. To go check on. Frank. Gus. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything. Nope. All I thought of, all I thought of, was no fuss, Gus. But yeah, it was like no muss, Gus. No. no one has to fuss about Gus anymore. That's for damn sure. So he gets out. Evan, <laughs> Evan gets out there and uh, he sees blood, mm-hmm. a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the bottom of a bloody pole, mm-hmm. and then he follows up the flashlight to find Gus's head. Gus's bloody head, just skewered on a pole. It's like Vlad the Impaler shit right here. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know how long these vampires have been alive, but according to the subtitles of the insane language. Yeah, so I, I looked it up because it's like, why is it? It sounds German. Mm, a little it's, bit. Yeah, it sounds very barky, but I looked it up and it's like English, Serbian, and then some other dialect is spoken in this movie. But this is a completely original 
language that they made for the vampires. Correct. Yeah, they actually... So, I own the DVD. I need to get the Blu-ray, mm. because the Blu-ray apparently has an additional hour of special features. Jesus. But the DVD I have is the special edition Yeah. that came out in, like, 2000... I want to say 15 or 16. Now it's the super special edition. Yeah. The super D-duper. But it's got over two hours of special features. It's a lot of fucking special features. And I've watched all of it. All, <laughs> all of it. But they had a specialist come on to who wrote the language and like made it an actual language Hmm. to teach the actors how to speak it. Huh? Yeah. There was a little bit of leeway in like freedom of sound and the way that the inflection was done. Very just. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. But there was, it's really cool. There was, there was a, the, the specialist they had, the person they had do this helped with that. And like, specific noises like the screeches and stuff to like get them to do those there were some of the actors where screeches were put in afterwards but mm. for the most part all they did was just tune them to a little bit yeah but one of the actresses it's her actual screech noise hmm. the entire movie she's really good at it's uh the spoiler it's the one that gets burnt yeah yeah i yeah i kind of figured because i'm pretty sure there's only like Four recognizable ones: the main guy in the in the duster, yep. the bald guy who's Love horrifying. Him. Love him. Apparently, there's two bald guys. Yeah, there was the tall one. Yeah, no, yeah. They, not not that one, but the main bald guy who's very creepy and is just very like, I'm going to caress your skin and now I'm going to eat you. Yeah, uh, the chick, and then the guy at the end who looks like Adrian Brody, the one who's just walking in the middle of the street when the kid shows up and he just walks out of nowhere and goes. He does kind of look like Adrian Brody. <laughs> so yeah, we find out that Gus is dead. Yes. We also find out his name is Gus <laughs> and not Pete. Um, Damn you. Then we get another beautiful cut to, I'm just going to call them the dog people. They are given names, but they're clearly upset. The husband seems more upset than the wife. The wife is like, look, we need to make food. Let's have dinner. Mm-hmm. Doing the, once we eat, we'll feel better thing which yeah. i don't quite understand because that's not entirely true unless you're hangry then fucking eat you'll feel better not but wrong. death is a different thing loss of family <laughs> it's hard to just sometimes it's hard to fucking eat yeah but as this is happening this this moment is fucking insane because it shows how little the vampires give a shit about themselves in a sense yeah uh, a vampire just comes hurling itself through the window like somebody threw it through the window this is the bald one. Too. Yep. Head first. But it happens real fast and it lands behind the table and the just... wife turns around and it just stands up <laughs> and attacks the wife. Yeah. Husband jumps up, runs after her. She gets pulled out the window. He jumps out the window, goes after her. And this area of Alaska, the houses are raised because snow levels and stuff. You don't want your door to get buried. Yeah. So... The vampire just keeps pulling her under these houses. Yeah. I love the moment where he pulls her out from one and then literally just hucks her under the other <laughs> one. <laughs> just yeets her under the house. The husband's going after after her and he goes under the first house and the vampire reaches out and scratches his face. Yeah. Then she gets yeeted under the next one and he goes... The vampire, like, cuts the back of his leg. Mm-hmm. 
And she comes back out and he grabs her and she's screaming, John, his name's John. Because it's fucking annoying because she just keeps screaming John. So she keeps screaming John and then she gets pulled on her and then it just cuts away. So clearly she's dead. Yeah. But we don't know the outcome of John and we won't find out. John? For quite some time. Yeah. So the stranger is now in the cell, still in the cell. We're back at the precinct. And he is taunting Jake. He's taunting the grandmother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jake flips his burgers, tells him to shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. and then throws something at him. I don't remember what it was. I drew a blank. And I think it's a pencil. Yeah, then he tries to reach for it, but he has to go in quickly to get it and to stop it. Yeah, the stranger tells him, oh, thank you for that. I can break this down and use it to pick the lock to oh, get out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jake's like, no, you can't, and runs up, and the stranger fucking grabs Jake by the throat and starts like choking him through the bars. Eben walks in and shoots the stranger in the arm. Yeah. Which is fucking dope. That's a really good aim, too. He's got a good shot. Yeah. This stressful, stressful situation. He's grace under pressure. Yeah. So he goes in, he restrains the stranger. He asks for a med kit, too. Yeah. Um, what happened to Gus? Yeah. Fucking Gus, man. Should have been named Pete. But the stranger now says, basically, he he lets the, he lets Eben and the rest of the people in the precinct know everyone's dead. Like, yeah. you're all going to die. It's about to get real fucky in this yeah. place. Insert, insert the voice from the Resident Evil movie. You're all going to die down here. The little <laughs> British girl. Doomed. You're all doomed. <laughs> oh, man. So we got another nice cut. Evan and Stella are in the truck, headed off to God knows where, because I kind of blacked out at a moment and don't remember where they were going. Oh, 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 they were going off to get some supplies. So they are in a truck. Um, Stella is driving. Mm-hmm. And Evan goes, stop the truck. And she goes, what? And he goes, stop the fucking truck. Yep. So she stops the truck. Evan gets out. We hear the screeches in the distance of the vampires. He goes, I could have sworn I saw something. Stella pulls out binoculars and looks, and you just watch her face drop. And she goes, get in the truck. Get in the truck. He goes, what? And she goes, get "Get in in the the fucking truck. (laughs) I love that little moment of, like, humor. I was just like, I love it. Uh, It's so good. So they get in the truck, Mm -hmm. and... She peels out and starts driving, and then we get this really intensely awesome shot where a vampire fucking comes out of goddamn nowhere. Michael Myers it up on top of the roof of the truck. Yeah, and he's, like, banging around on the top of the truck, and they get him off the truck, and they get away. Yep. But um, at that moment, Eben goes to grab the radio to call back to the precinct to, to say something, and his grandmother comes through, and we hear her screaming... And we hear gunshots. (sighs) So they get back to the precinct and everyone's missing. Mm -hmm. And there's an obscene amount of fucking blood. Yeah. Obscene. There's also a deleted scene where you get to see the grandmother. But I'm glad it was deleted. It wasn't necessary. I won't even get into it. But there is a deleted scene. Gotcha. So, but. Some deleted scenes are absolutely worth it. And then others are just like, well, you didn't need that. Right, right. So they... At the only person that's left in the precinct is the stranger, who is kinkily 
handcuffed to the bars because how, how you doing? And Eben asks, yeah. <laughs> Eben asks where everyone is and says, "Did they take my brother?" And the stranger just nods. Yep. Like, yep. They took. They took your brother. Thanks, buddy. Which. Jesus. I mean, like, just imagine your 15-year-old brother gets taken by vampires. I'm here. Yeah. Now we get our first up-close-and-personal look at the vampires with mm-hmm. this next this next jump cut. We get to see the head vampire. This, this guy, he's not in, like, a lot of stuff I've seen, mm-hmm. but I just recognize him from this, and he gives me major just creepy, like leader type characters like i feel like he could be one of the imperial captains in a star wars movie (laughs) that'd be awesome yeah where he's just like a commanding presence like oh you don't fuck with that guy like he could have been a better general hux yeah oh yeah easily i mean it's funny too because i have seen him in a bunch of stuff afterward after this and anytime no matter what the role is the vampire i was like that's a that's a vampire don't trust that guy (laughs) and he's like a sweet grandpa or something in the movie you're like yeah he's gonna eat you you better watch (laughs) out I'm the one who teach your children ABCs. <laughs> Kill them! All blood counts. That's what ABC stands for. <laughs> I hate how quick you were with that. Man. Please tell me that's from something and that wasn't just your brain. Just was, going, now, now, tell them now. It was just my brain. God damn it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, so we get we get to see these awesome vampires and get to hear their, their language for the first time. It's yeah. all subtitled. So we understand what they're talking about. For the most part, this the, the boil down to this conversation is he is telling his cohorts, we need to remove the heads yep. because it spreads. They'll come back and we can't have more of us because yeah. we're already having trouble feeding who we have. We should have, been, we should have come here a long time ago. Yeah. Letting them know like this is, this is the perfect place for us. We've got a place to lay low and... All of these areas get 30 days a night, so, like, we've got 30 days to fucking feed see, once a year. here's the thing, though. When the people come back at the end of the month and they see that all of their family and loved ones are just ripped apart and their whole town's burned down, you think they're going to stay? Or they think, you think they'll go, you know what, I'm going to go back to Palm Beach. Well, I think, realistically, the way that they had it set up was the streets were empty, mm-hmm. so they had they had pulled the bodies back into the houses this is the end of the movie folks by the way like this is what we're telling you so the the vampires break into the oil station and leak oil through the entire town and set it ablaze so one of the 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 girl that was trying to get swifty for with the two other dudes she says they're just trying to cover it up to make it look like a horrible tragedy like everybody died in this like freak accident and that's realistically i mean oil burns man yeah, like it, it won't let up so by the time they get there there's not going to be anything but bone left mm. there'll be no signs that they were tortured no signs that they were killed i mean the only the only signs they would have were I mean, they cut off heads so like heads are removed from bodies it, it would probably forensically they'd be like these people were fucking decapitated this wasn't a burning death like <laughs> It was a cover-up. Yeah. It was an inside job. I don't remember what the exact temperature is. it is for bone to burn, but maybe that would burn to the point. The oil would burn to the point where the I bones... I feel like, especially the fact of 
the amount of oil yeah. and the high concentrated area, I feel like it could probably get there. Yeah, I mean, that's cremation is cremation. So yeah. I will find out what the temperature for cremation is, and uh, we'll be right back. Spoiler Sleepover is sponsored by Willow Tree Kitchen. Willow Tree Kitchen is a one-woman owned and operated bakery currently slinging delicious vegan cookies, mixes, and baked goods mm. out of Kitchen Local in Amesbury, Mass. Follow Willow Tree Kitchen underscore on Instagram or go to their website at willowtreekitchen.com for more. Between 1,400 and 1,600 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature for cremation, so that's how much it would take to incinerate these bones. Good lord. Yeah. Don't make cookies at that temperature. <laughs> would they even be cookies at that point, or would they just be gone? They'd be gone. Yeah. We've, we're feeding the flames. Jesus. I know, I went to a I went to Jack's Abbey Brewery, and they have a 900-degree pizza oven, so mm -hmm. the pizza's done in, like, two minutes. Also, fucking best fucking pizza. Yeah. We got two pizzas that night. Same pizza, but it was fucking delicious. Yeah, I was a I was the head chef at a gourmet pizza place when I lived in Texas, and my ovens were perpetually at six fifty five. Hmm. And it was a rotating oven too, so it was five minutes total. Nice. Like, it was real quick, real easy. Went through with perfect color. Oh, yeah. Now I want pizza. Me too. Let's go. Anyway, vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, am I hungry? Mm, vampires. So. We're, we, we are now in the diner. Uh, a bunch of the town folks, the people that have remained behind and are aware of what's going on or are actively trying to get out, have gathered. Yeah. There are still town folk in their homes. They're, they don't matter. There's a lot more people that survived at the end of this movie than I thought. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of these people that just hang out for a month mm -hmm. and... Surprisingly, do pretty well. Yeah, but all of these sound folk are going over what they've experienced so far. Uh, mainly the fact that bullets don't affect the vampires. Which I don't know if that's true because I've seen a, a vampire get his head shot open right. a little bit. And I mean, okay, so we're we're following we're following lore like proper vampire lore through the graphic novel and through the movie. Mm -hmm. Sunlight. Bad. Yep. Sunlight kill. Um, vampires, obviously, stake through the heart would kill. Yep. We never touch on it. Nope. So we don't know. But decapitation or destruction of the brain, depending on... Destruction of the brain is depending on which stories you go by. Okay. But it's always head trauma will generally kill a vampire. Hmm. So... They're pretty zombie-esque at the same point, then. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, it's... It is what I mean. We see we see a couple vampires have their heads exploded. Yeah. Throughout the movie, and one cut clean in half, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're they're in they're in the diner. We find out Jake Jake finally says that the grandmother is indeed dead. Mm -hmm. Jake is alive. The vampires do not have Jake. Jake got away. Grandma dead. <sighs> Your weed didn't help you there. Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking, but it is what it is. Uh, then we get this really interesting scene of the the head vampire and his 
female partner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her female, his female partner because in the graphic novel, it is. Yeah. We, we get the I, the feeling that that's what the their their situation is in the movie, but it's not like leaned into. Yeah, it's not explicitly said. Right. They are in a house together, basically torturing a couple, uh, just fucking playing with their food. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. But the the head vampire straight up choke slams a dude into a wall, grabs a fucking fire poker, and Michael Myers sta- yeah. style stabs him into the wall. These fucking vampires are just brutal. He doesn't even eat them. No, he just puts him up as a poster on the wall. Yeah, it's like it's like a hunter hanging up a fish or a fucking deer head on the wall. <laughs> this is like, look what I did. I caught this. Does that make you randy, baby? <laughs> look at what I've done for you. Yeah, uh, that starts this. The the it, I'll call it the the murder montage. Yeah. Because at this point, we just get this montage of all of these vamps just attacking and killing town folk who are running and screaming and trying to get the fuck away. Yeah. But we get this awesome aerial view at the end. Such a fucking cool shot. Absolutely love this shot every time I watch the movie. Yeah. Because you just see, like, all the vampires, the blood splatter fucking everywhere. You see some of them jumping on top of people. And then you see Stella and... Eben running through town, just fucking shooting at vampires to try and make their way through town. Which they make it, yeah, obviously, because the movie would be real fucking boring if they hadn't made it. <laughs> it would be a very quick movie, right? And not an almost two-hour movie. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Eben ends up. Eben and Stella end up at the diner. Mm-hmm. Eben finds out that Jake's alive. Very happy about that, and he because he hasn't been taken by the vampires, and yes. he's, he's he's not food yet. Well, they decide that they need, they once again, they decide, again, they need supplies. They need to get flares. They need to get bullets. At this point, all they're thinking is, we need to fight to survive. Not, we need to survive yeah. <laughs> because we can't fucking fight. So they, they get everybody, all the town folk that are in the diner to rally and be like, all right, we're going to do this. Eben and uh, Stella are once again in the truck and they are driving to go get these supplies and as they are driving, the truck abruptly stops. And then they both kind of look at each other, shocked and confused. And then we get the cut from the outside where there are like four vampires behind the truck, just holding it. Yep. And then they start lifting it up just to show the strength. In case you were unaware that they removed an entire head and they can <laughs> cut throats with fingernails, they can also lift automobiles. Surprise. It's such a cool shot. They lift up the, the truck. Uh, one of the vampires busts through the pa- the driver's side window, tries to get at her. Then another one rips the door off. Eben pulls out a gun. And this is the scene. Blows a fucking vampire's head almost clean off. Yep. It's really cool. Uh, the truck gets flipped. They get away. Because, of course, they do. No, they're our main protagonists. Yeah. And our heroes have to survive. <laughs> exactly. Until the end. Well, they get out. And as they're getting out... We get my favorite character to the rescue, Bo. Yeah. Bo shows up with his fucking plow truck <laughs> and just nails one of the vampires to a fucking side of the building. And you, the look on his face is priceless, too, because he's just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, whoopsie daisies. Like, 
wait, what's going on here? Oh my god, there's vampires? Really? Oh. I had no idea. I thought I was just speeding, sorry. Yeah, so he tells them to get in, and they take off. They get away with Bo, because Bo is the shit, man. Like Bo Fo Show. Imagine if he wasn't written that ticket. He wouldn't have given a fuck. He would have been hiding in the outskirts of town. He would have made it. Yeah. <laughs> this is spoiler sleepover. We're spoiling the movie before we even get to the points. Damn it! Yeah! Everybody does. <laughs> While they were at the diner, they were discussing places to hide, mm-hmm. like what they need to do, and somebody had brought up the fact that one of the town folk who were who got out with the airplane before the 30 days of night um, have an attic that's hidden. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, we could go hide in this attic. Like, it's unnoticeable. If someone, if they get into the house, they won't even see it. So Bo, Eben, and Stella get to the house. They crack open because the people who don't stay during the 30 days of night, they board up their houses. Yeah. So they crack the the board up on the door and they get in and they're up in the attic. So while they're hiding in the attic, they're we're witnessing basically what they're witnessing. It's it's really cool. Like they're super quiet, but you can hear like the vampire screams and gunfire and like banging yeah. around outside, and it's just terrifying because you, you you don't know what's going on out there. It's oh, all hell is fucking breaking loose. Well, we cut back. To the precinct, where the stranger is handcuffed, mm. still fucking handcuffed, kink style, to the fucking bars in the cell, and the head vampire comes in. Now, we've gotten the feel the entire time that the stranger is doing what he's doing so he can become a vampire. Pretty Renfield-esque. Correct. Well, the head vampire walks in, and he says, you've done everything we've asked of you, mm-hmm. so we're going to give you what you want. And you're like, oh, they're going to turn him into a vampire. Hell to the fucking no. He just fucking breaks his goddamn neck. It is amazing. This man just wanted death. (laughs) I don't know if he wanted death necessarily. But, I mean, maybe he did. Vampires lie. With teeth like that, you don't want to fucking live very long. He he had some haggard fucking teeth. You got a dental bill that you need to take care of, and boy howdy. Maybe he just gave up because he was like, I'm going to get new teeth anyways once I turn (laughs) You're going to be sharper, and it'll be, everything will be fine. <laughs> so, we're back in the attic. We find out that one of the town folks is there with his elderly dad. Mm-hmm. Who oh, I hate this. I hate this trope so much. In, yeah. In not a, it's the worst trope ever, but it's just so always sad. It's always fucking sad. It's like, no, I hate, the, I hate these characters because it makes me go, why? Yeah. So, the dad has dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always hard watching family forget yep i've been through it happened with my grandma it's it's not easy no um yeah so he wakes up side side tangent the way that i hated this trope more was in logan oh yeah that and that was that was fresh after my grandmother passed and my brother and i went to go see it together and we just looked at it and went hmm yeah take that part out no, I have to. <laughs> um, I don't want to cry on my way to work, damn it. Yeah, it's funny, actually, you bring up Logan, too, is because I keep seeing it because it's on Disney Plus now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I haven't watched this, I think, since it came out. And I'm like... 2017, baby. Yeah, I'm, I keep going, man, I really want to watch this again. And then I go to hit play, and I'm like, 
I remember this movie being really sad, and I'm like, I don't think I'm in the mood for that right now. It is a fantastic movie. Oh, man. Like, oh. Which is saying a lot, because Marvel is... Oh, man. I don't want to get into that tangent, but man, is it's a lot of misses. Yeah, it's a there's, lot there's of been misses. a lot of misses recently. Although, I did just finish the latest season of Loki. I haven't watched it. It's good. That's it's, what I've heard. It's worth the watch. I have got rid of my Disney Plus, but I've been reconsidering it. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, Doctor Who's on there, so... Hey-o! <laughs> and someone, the, someone stop this man. In Doctor Who news, I just found out Tubi got uh, got the rights to put all the original Doctor episodes up, so I'm super excited. So I don't have to pay for watching the OG shit. There you go. Woohoo! I mean, I gotta watch ads, but who gives a fuck? Not not this Whovian, that's for sure. <laughs> I can't get over that name. Anyway, Dad with Dementia. <laughs> so yeah, the dad wakes up, he's asking for... His wife. Um, the son reminds him that mom passed quite a few years ago. Uh, one of the women in the attic tries to comfort the dad, the elderly gentleman, and tells him to go back to sleep. Which throughout, shut the, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut pr- the fuck up. pretty much. Yeah. Throughout this, the the few minutes remaining in this scene, you can see the dad not asleep, but laying down. Yeah. Like definitely still trying to figure out. What's going on? Where he is? To himself. Yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy. It's a very depressing, unpleasant scene. Yeah. Well, then we start to hear smashing noises that are a lot closer, and they're like, "Oh, they're ransacking the so and so's house, basically the neighbor's house," and they realize, "Oh, now they're just going house to house, <laughs> trying to find people who are hiding." Oh. And making sure that they have no way to escape. They, they need food. Yep. Yep. Somebody just lift that little latch up and we're good. Right. So, Eben has made the executive decision that they cannot just keep hiding in this attic. Mm-hmm. That they need to get out. They need to go to the store. They need to get supplies. And then they need to get over to the Utilidor. Which yes. is, we've already been to the Utilidor. That's where the giant trash compactor is i'm just gonna keep saying it because it, it's pertinent and utilidor just sounds like a either real d-list superhero or a <laughs> real d-list transformer it sounds like yeah transformer. it's me utilidor what do you do i don't know i'm a trash compactor <sighs> great yeah great fantastic my mom was a dump truck and my dad was a trash truck Figure out how that worked, kids. Well, at that moment, they start to hear a woman outdoors, outside, outdoors, outside, mm-hmm. in the cold, screaming for help. Yep. We cut to her wandering the streets, covered in some blood, not a ton, but she's got blood on her, and she's screaming for help. Yep. They decide that he need they need to help. They need to help her at first. Yeah. And then Evan just goes, wait, 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 wait. Look on the rooftops. Yep. She, she's bait. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she's already dead, and if we go out there, we're also dead. Correct. You just look right over there, you'll see all the little creepy crawlies on top of the roof. And it's such a cool shot mm. because it's so dark. Yep. So seeing this in theaters was even better because, like, the movie's dark, the theater's real dark. Yeah. And, man, oh, man, it was so haunting. And I got to see it in the winter, so. <laughs> That's even worse. And when you walked outside, it was nighttime. Yep. <laughs> well... She uh, she fails at being bait. She's yeah. the worst bait ever. And 
head vampire. The head vampire. That. Yep. The head vampire, just displeased. So displeased. And I tried. She's begging for help, and she says, "Please, God." God. And he goes, "God, no God, no God." It's the best fucking line. I absolutely love. It. <laughs> because he looks up at the sky. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, nah. Yep, trying to find it. Nope, there's no God. Look at all the fucks I give. Yeah. The vampires proceed to just, again, play with their food. They're yeah. just slashing at her and... Moving her back and forth. Just going... Yeah. They feed on her. Um, Eben decides to uh, take off to go run to get supplies. Mm-hmm. As he's out, while the vamps are distracted, we find John again. The 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 dog owner. Gotta be completely honest, I did not remember who this was. Mm-hmm. When we see this guy, I was like, okay, it's just some random random guy, you know, out there surviving. Completely forgot that he was the guy. Yeah, it's that that is one of the issues with the movie is the the pace that the movie fills moves at it doesn't leave enough room for heavy character development. Yeah. So, like, at some point coming up really soon, we find out Eben has fucking asthma. Yeah. Which was completely passed over throughout the entire opening of the movie, but apparently it becomes very important. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, really, man? But John, the dog owner, is under the house. He says, he says Eben... And Evans is like, I'm fucking losing my mind. It's like the look on his face. He's like, I heard my name. Yep. I know I heard my name. He's like, no, no, no. No, I didn't. Then he realizes John's hiding out of the house. Well, he goes to see John to go try and help him and ask where his wife is at. They killed her. She's chow. Yeah. So he pulls, he, he helps John get out from under the house. And that's when we see that John has turned. Mm-hmm. He is now a vampire himself. He's got the black soulless eyes. Yeah, and devil's the, eyes. And the interesting teeth. I like the fact that the the OG vamps have like these long, thin, pointed teeth. Like mm-hmm. all of their teeth are thin and pointed. But the few that we get to see turn within that 30 days, they have like fat pointed teeth. Yeah. Like they're like normal teeth. With points at the end. So it shows that there's like a progression of tooth growth or like the change in the vampires as they age. Listen, vampires don't care about tooth decay. The the people who just got bit, their teeth are still healthy, full of calcium and shit. Except for the stranger. Except for that guy. Thank God we didn't get to see his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been real gross. It's like weird. My teeth haven't come in. It's been like three years. It's like, that's because your teeth are gross. Yeah. there's no god <laughs> no gum no, no gum all gum disease <laughs> so fucking stupid <laughs> yeah it is oh man well we find out obviously john's been turned so mm-hmm. he tries to attack eben and for some reason when you're freshly turned you're dumber than a bag of rocks and john gets caught up on a fucking swing you fool because your brain becomes dumb when you are a fresh vampire and you don't understand how swings work. So Eben uh, grabs an axe and removes his head. It's the best way to put it. You're not wrong. I like the fact that he hits him the first time in the neck and he's John's still going. And the look on Eben's face is just like, oh, fuck, he's still <laughs> he's still alive. Uh-oh. I have to keep going? 
So he cuts his head off. I mean, he does that later, too, but this one, he's a little more accustomed to it. Right. Yeah. Well, so Eben goes back to the fucking house. This is when we find out he has fucking asthma. Because mm-hmm. he ran. He decapitated somebody. He ran a whole bunch. Now his asthma's acting up. Yeah. You know, not let anything else he's been through in however many days it's been at this point. I think especially, it's been 16 days. Especially but, the fact that it's fucking cold, and cold doesn't help it either. Right. But now it's acting up? You're a guy with asthma living in fucking Alaska? <laughs> Literally. Idiot. Well, so, obviously, we know now Eben needs an inhaler, so there's no more hesitation. They need to get the fucking store. Before they do that, though, the head vampire finds John's decapitated head. And awkwardly, like, moves his fingers through his mouth to see that his teeth have been turned. And he just looks real fucking frustrated, like... Damn it, they could kill us. I told them that they needed to remove the heads so that none of these fuckers turned. <laughs> and now they're fucking turning because my vampire army are dumb. <laughs> just like, God damn it! I competent assholes! <laughs> I fucking told you! You had one job! One job! Remove the fucking head! <laughs> well. Just imagine that rant from him. Right. What are we talking about? So we're back in the house. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Eben obviously had his asthma attack. Like a bitch. But everyone goes to sleep. It's nighttime. They feel safe. The old man wakes up. And the only person at that point in time that's awake is Stella. Stella's keeping a lookout, <clears throat> making sure that that house isn't being encroached upon. Mm-hmm. Well... The old man gets up, creeps over to the attic door, lowers the ladder, and gets out. Stella. Great lookout, Stella. Mm-hmm. Real bang-up job. She also waits far too long to get off of her ass. Like, she says his name a couple of times. It's like, dude, the, the ladder's down. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's already leaving. He's he's not agile. No, wait, don't. Eh, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Well, she goes after him, and his volume control is... Non-existent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand what's going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> His son comes after him. And you see that he, he's his son's talking him, like, like, Dad, we can't go. Like, it's not safe. We have to stay. And you see that, which I've seen, and I know you've seen, is the realization of, like, my mind has slipped and I'm forgetting all of these things. And I just want things to be the way they were. And... This act, the, the the man that played this elderly man just kicked ass at this role. Like, yep. He did such a good job. Well, they convince him he, he's got to go back upstairs. Mm-hmm. He asks to go to the bathroom. So he's like, just remember you can't flush. So he goes in the bathroom, locks the door, red flag. Yeah. And then they hear the window open, they hear a noise, they open the door, and he is a lot more agile than you'd expect a man of that age to be, and he is he's dipped. Dipped. Right out a window. Mm-hmm. Well, the son, being the way he is, and Damn it. loving his dad, was like, I have to go get him. He's my dad. And takes off. Through the front door. Screaming into the night. Yeah. Well, Eben comes down. He also fucking hit Stella yep. in the head. So Eben comes down because he hears the commotion. He hears Stella falling, basically, against the wall. Yeah. Comes down, finds Stella, and then we get our 
I think it's both of our favorite bald-headed fucking... Yeah, the real creepy vampire. This guy's horrible. Like, if... If if there was a second-in-command, I'm pretty sure he would be it. I don't think there is a vampire hierarchy besides the main guy and his bride. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it really seems that way, too. There, it's a vampire army, man. You've got to have your, your levels of ranking. Yep. Well, he comes into the house... Stellan Eben hide, and right as he's about to, the vampire's about to open the door that they're hiding behind, the son that just took off, Dad! yells Dad, and distracts him, so he goes after him. <sighs> so sad. Fuck this scene. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not easy. Well, we get to see the son out there yelling for his dad, and he obviously gets attacked and yeah. dragged off. So he did. And then at that point, they a blizzard rolls in because timing it is everything. Yeah, because of the blizzard, the, it is giving them a blanket of to, to hide within. So yeah. this is when the attic folk decide it's time to go. This is their time to get supplies. So they take off into the blizzard, and boy howdy, they get to the store. Eben checks it out, quote unquote, checks out the store first. He quite literally walks in the door very slowly, turns his flashlight on for a split second turns it off and then just waves everybody inside <laughs> he's just like yeah seems good enough probably can I, can I open the door can I see anything no alright cool sick yeah. pretty much he should all the vampires are like shh duck duck <laughs> you won't look surprise <laughs> <laughs> worst party ever yeah, right? it's a bloodbath uh, well he should have checked a little bit better I think yeah. so everyone comes in Eben just kind of gives everyone their role of what they're supposed to be looking for he immediately goes off and just thinks about Eben because yeah. Eben is Eben is everything, and he gets himself an inhaler because don't forget he has asthma. We're more than halfway into this movie. I'm the main character. <laughs> I need to make sure my asthma's not having you. <laughs> so insensitive. We have a listener out there that has asthma. They're like fuck you guys. <laughs> this is the only reason I like this movie because I relate with Eben. <laughs> We're not angry at you. We're angry at useless and needless plot points. Yeah, and it it is useless. It it's there fucking, for five seconds. It offers nothing to the character. Yeah, it doesn't I need to go out and get supplies. What should we get at the store, though? Right. Mm, candy? No. Uh, paper towels? No. Inhaler? That's ah, what we need. Somebody needs asthma. Yeah. And the writer gods cursed you, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> you have asthma. Well, <clears throat> everyone's off doing their own, getting the things that, I almost said Josh, that Eben, <laughs> that Eben has told them to pick up. Well, get the chocolate. Bo and the the girl that was about to take two Ds are collecting things together. They hear a noise. Then we cut to other people in the store hearing the same noise. They turn around and walk down, and we see a little girl hunched over doing the head wobble feeding thing that all the other vamps do. And then she sits up, doesn't turn around, and she goes, I'm done playing with this one, and turns around and we see that she has turned. She is a vamp as well. And she goes, do you want to (laughs) play? No. No, yeah. thank you. And she she attacks. Kindly stay the fuck over on that side of the store. Correct. We'll be over here. You be over there. 
We can both survive this. Right. Well, she jumps up and attacks Carter. It is the only... I don't want to be insensitive, but I think it's Inuit. He's the only local that's, like, of the area. So he's been... He gets attacked first by the little girl. Uh, The rest of the town folk that are in there get her away from him and hold her against the wall. And they're like, we need to fucking finish this. going to do it? And you think... Literally anybody but who does what they do is going to do what happens. But, Jake, that was a sentence. Somehow. And it made sense. Somehow. Uh, fuck me sideways. My brain but, had to piece all of that together. Yeah. Well, Jake comes out of fucking nowhere with the axe and lobs off the little girl's head. Good lord. Just kid. decapitates the little girl. We also end up finding out because they ask, who is she? She's not from the fucking town. Which means, at some point, in a past venture... They got a child. They turned a fucking child. Or they had a child. Well, it's also the fact of pointing out the teeth thing like I did earlier. Mm. Her teeth are finely pointed. They are not thick and pointed. Which means she's been a vamp for a while. Can vampires procreate... It's a question that I don't think we need an answer to. Yeah, but it also... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wait, Dracula's daughter. <gasps> so all of the... Son of Dracula. Sorry. All of the OG vamps are speaking that language. Yeah. This little girl speaks English. Hmm. So that's why I draw the conclusion that she was turned. Yeah. Huh. Potentially not intent... Like, it was possible that it wasn't intentional. Like, it was like... Oops, we weren't supposed to do that. Or like vampire blood got into her mouth. Yeah. But anyway, maybe they just were like, all right, we speak this language. We're raising our daughter to speak English. You think she ages or do you think it's like every vampire thing where it's like, there's a little girl. She's 3000 years old. Well, and that begs the question too, is how long until the teeth transformation goes from thick and pointed to just finely pointed 14 days maybe it's 30 days a night i'm not sorry don't be (laughs) (laughs) so while they're in the store they're trying to figure out how to fight these things obviously this has been the struggle the entire time the farthest they've gotten in understanding anything is well the bullets don't hurt them Mm -hmm. Apparently, unless you shoot their fucking heads off. Yeah. Well, Jake call like calls back to going, like, well, we have, there's a possibility. Stella goes, what if you bring the daylight early? Jake's like, exactly. Granny has UV lights for her fucking grow house because Granny's a drug smuggler. She's not actually a drug smuggler. <laughs> That's a plot point they should have written in. She's fuck this runner. asthma. Yeah, fuck asthma. Make her a drug runner. Well... So they decide, Eben and Stella decide they're going to go try and get these UV lights. These UV lights are really weird. And underused. Yeah. I mean, it's used once. Literally. It's pointless. But I just love how it's like, when they get there, they start using the UV lights, and I keep wanting to call him Josh, too. Uh, Eben turns it on, and it's very dim. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Okay. And then when the j- vampire lady bursts in, all of a sudden it's like, it's brighter than the sun! Yeah. I mean, 
that's the thing is it's just Eben. Eben just goes by himself. Like yeah. he keeps taking off all solo style. Well, I'm the main character, right? And he get you. he gets the light. He, well, he starts the generator for the house yeah. because they need power to run the fucking light. Now, if you start a generator with a bunch of noise in a town where it's being hunted down by vampires, what happens? And that was the point, was to call all the vampires to that house so the rest of the town folk could get away mm-hmm. and get over to the Utilidor. But it's just... I, I get it. I just wished they had done more with this this point in the movie. Yeah. All right, Granny's got a grow operation it's not a house she's growing enough weed for her fucking self which means she has a single light but do something cool with like they montage the fucking sequence yep take the montage and rig up some elaborate mirror rig so like the light fucking goes out the entire house get more than one vamp i would have just loved like later on in the movie when they start burning the whole town down and then this house goes up and all the vampires are like whoa man I can speak English now. Yeah, right? <laughs> Holy one, shit. One of them's just walking around with a bag of Scooby snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, forget people. These rip. I, I, have we mentioned Scooby-Doo in almost every episode this season so uh, far? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Like having Costello with Scooby-Doo. Yep. Um, I don't know if we talked about the Blair Witch Scooby-Doo parody. Might have. Might have. Either way. My goodness. Did we bring it out in Terrifier? I think we did. Probably. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for a scooby like, episode. There's, like, that fan image of it's Daphne upside down instead of Dawn. <laughs> I've seen that one. That one's great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, UV light. Yep. Rig up a whole contraption like Fred would in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> An elaborate trap, and then he pulls off the vampire's mask. Yeah. Turns out it's it's actually a vampire. It's a vampire. That's that's uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, yeah. where people actually die. You're telling me it's not Velma? No. That show's so good, though. Really? Not Velma. No, oh. God, no. Scooby-Doo Mystery... I, I was about to say... No, I'm Mystery like, Incorporated. No, Velma was garbage. I only watched three episodes, and I was like, I'm good. I watched the whole thing, hoping it would get better. Oh, you don't... I give any new show three episodes. You get three episodes. If you don't catch me after three, you don't get any more of my time. That's fair. It's enough. That's fair. I misjudged one show by not doing that, and years later went back to it, and I was like, I made a huge mistake by misjudging the show. What show? Breaking Bad. <laughs> See, I've only watched it once. I've watched it twice, but... I wanted to go back and watch it again, but I watched, like, the first episode, and then went, yeah, yeah all right, I'm bored. I know what happens. I, yeah, I gave it the three episodes and it bored the fuck out of me, so I just stopped watching it. I know there's some bits in this in the movie or in the show that are really good, like later in the Salamanca thing and yeah, I don't fucking Michael Mando, uh, Michael who Mandalorian, plays, who also plays Voss in Far Cry Three. Mm. Yeah, no, he rules in whatever he does. So Evans in the house, he has this lamp. The whole tangent about fucking rigging up mirrors aside he's got the lamp the head vamps lady friend busts through the door and he hits her with the light and as in turning it on not not actually bashing her in the head with the light bashes in the head yeah (laughs) is this what we were supposed to use this for 
Oh, no. damn it. The no, asthma's yeah, the, the asthma's making you stupid, Evan. <laughs> and she gets burned. And she's freaking the fuck out. And the head vamp just kind of looks at her and holds her while she's screaming. <laughs> Eben gets on the walkie and calls over to Stella and says, like, hey, don't wait for me. Like, just just go. Yeah. You guys have to fucking go. Well, at that point, Bo looks at Stella and just goes, he's stuck. I can't let him be there. It's my turn. Which is like the sad moment. You're like, no, not Bo. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, Bo gets in the uh, the chainsaw truck. <laughs> the coolest fucking truck. And just rains hell on these fucking vampires. Yep. They're like bouncing off the thing. One falls onto the chainsaw and just immediately goes. Yeah, cut right in half. He fucking kicks the door open and blows one of their heads to fucking mist. <laughs> Fuck you! And just shotgun blast to the face. Well, then he drives the truck into a building and has dynamite because, of course, he does. Yeah. And decides to blow himself up. As well as the vampires that are currently in the building with him. Yeah. He's not going down on their terms. No. And he fails terribly. Uh, not only did he not kill himself, he didn't kill a single fucking vampire. Smooth. Yeah. Well, the head vampire found him. Because mm-hmm. he's crawling out of the building. And just, like, this is this is what happens when you people find something that you don't understand and you can't fight. So instead of destroying them, you destroy yourself. Smooth. And then he just uh, smooshes his head with his boot. Well, their escape was not to where they were supposed to go. Mm -hmm. They went back to the precinct. Idiots! Yeah. And Eben shows back up. At this point, we find out that the little girl from the store scratched Carter and turned him. Yeah. And he's aware that he's been turned. And he's still got his wits about him so that he's not going to go full fucking rabid. I need to eat everybody. Even though he's kind of there. Yeah. He's already got the teeth. He's got the eyes going. Yeah. Everybody's getting real sad about him being turned. Mm -hmm. And he brings up the fact that his family had been killed in a car accident. That he wished he had been there. And it's just time for him to be with his family, which is, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. Yeah. Well, him and Eben go off into another room, and we... Hear two thuds. Yeah, we don't see anything, but we hear the decapitation. And it's... I think it's, honestly, it's one of two of the saddest moments. The end of the movie is the saddest moment, I think. I love this ending. But, yeah, it's all it's fantastic. So, Carter's dead. Uh, As they're in the... In the precinct, they see a flashing light coming from a house kind of like across the quote-unquote road. Yep. They realize it's Billy's house. They go over there. They find Billy completely destroyed. The worst haircut ever. And That's not the only thing that's completely destroyed. Correct. Uh, There's a white sheet on the bed. I hated saying that. (laughs) They they notice there's a sheet over the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's bodies underneath it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a one lone blood spot that yep. you can see. Yeah. Billy says he heard her screaming and he didn't he saw what was happening. He didn't want his family to be murdered and tortured the way these other people were. So he shot his two daughters and his wife and 
he says, of course, I when I tried to shoot myself, the gun jammed. Yep. <clears throat> and Eben, it's it's one of those, like, I want to fucking hurt you, but mm-hmm. I love you as a brother moments. And he's just, like, pawing at him. And it's really... You don't hurt your family. Not never. Yeah, not never. Not never. But not they, ever. they get him... They get him the fuck out of Dodge. They get him out of the house. It's just... It's fucking whatever. They... The three of them go back to the... The... Precinct. And everyone's fucking gone. Yep. So, they assume... They assume that everyone's gone to the... Building that they're supposed to go to. The upper door or whatever. Yeah. The Utilidor. Utilidor! Well, they, they make their way through this. The blizzard is still happening. Yeah. So they're going through. It's a really cool, like, silent shot with just music and Billy screaming, scream crying mm-hmm. while they're carrying him. Well, as they're, as they're on their way, they hide because they can hear the vamps. And while they're hiding under, under one of the houses, they see this little girl completely drenched in blood walking down the middle of the road. And at that point in time... Stella just goes, well, I gotta save this fucking kid. Do you? It, yeah, exactly. Do you, Stella? So she runs out and grabs the little girl, but as she does that, one of the vamps notices her. Here comes Adrian Brody. Yeah. So Evan and Billy decide to take off in opposite directions to divert that vamp from going after Stella and the little girl. After they've run their separate directions, Eben made it to the Utilidor. He walks in. Jake walks out. The chick that wants to get busy with two dudes walks out. And I didn't even learn her name, and I'm just... That's what she's called. Yep. Um, (laughs) He asks if Stella has made it, and everyone's like, we don't know where Stella is. He's like, Billy? Oh, no Billy. I'm like, gosh darn it, we have no idea what's going on. We cut back to the head vampire, and the head vampire is talking about that they need to kill everybody in the town, otherwise it's not going to look the way they need it to look, like a fucking disaster had happened. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to die. There can't be any of the survivors. There can't be anyone just turned. So on and so forth. Well, Billy ends up making it to the Utilidor. And like a moron, starts yelling for people. Well, luckily, Big Baldy, our favorite evil, creepy-looking vampire. We see his hand, like, creeping through the hatch that they crawl in yep. through. He he figured out where they were at. Oh, and yeah. he attacks Billy. Yippee! Oh, he, he got fucking mauled. Yeah. And he fucks Billy's shit up. I love this kill, though. Yeah, oh yeah. And the one following it. But <coughs> he ba- bald <clears throat> fucking bald head McGee or whatever, I don't know. The bald vampire yeah. uh, basically goes ham on it. Everybody. Yeah, no, but everybody. These hands are rated E for everyone. It's He even, like, he's attacked with a crowbar. He takes the crowbar and uses it himself. Like, it's fucking awesome. Like, these vampires will use anything and everything. They're not just using their hands. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, Baldy gets Eben. He's got him down. And all while at this point, a, like grinder is going this entire yeah. fucking time. They, they're at, they're by the trash compactor yeah. that's at the Utilidor. And at that exact moment, Billy comes out of nowhere, 
and just fucking body checks Baldy right into the compactor. Mm-hmm. And there is no like, oh, this is going to take a minute while I grind up. No, homeboy's just immediately liquid. missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he overshot a little bit and uh, Billy lost an arm. Yep. It went straight in there, too. Yep. Yeah. And so he's screaming and freaking the fuck out. And as he's screaming and fucking the fuck, he's freaking the fuck out. He's fucking the fuck out. He's fucking the fuckity fuck out. Uh, you hear his voice start to change, and his his scream turns into the scream of the vamps. Mm-hmm. You can and, see his eyes, his teeth start growing out. Yep. This is the coolest fucking shot because yes. it's all practical. Yep, and it doesn't it doesn't pull away except for the last. The swing. last swing, yeah. Yeah. But Eben grabs an axe and decapitates the fuck. It's it's such a meaty first swing where it's like, we just saw that. Yeah. Oh, shit. And yeah. then they cut back and then his head's like hanging more. And then the final one that we needed to see, of course, was like, nah. No, you don't need to see that. Nah. <laughs> no, the the prosthetic did its par- did its part. Yeah. It, oh it, god, yeah, it did. It's so good. I'm so glad that they didn't CGI any of that shit, and it was just let's make this as practical as possible. Yeah. So that it hits home. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, howdy. Really fucking good. Yeah. So Stella and the the child that she saved didn't necessarily need to, but she did it anyways. Are hiding underneath the car. Eben is trying to contact her via the walkie. But they're fucking surrounded yeah. by vampires. So she's like, "Look, I gotta, I gotta shut this shit off. Like, I can't, we can't be talking because it's gonna draw attention. We gotta be fucking quiet enough, right?" But at that time, the vampires have already figured out their plan, which is to, as we've already mentioned, break into the oil refinery, set fire to this bitch. Yep. So the whole town is filling with oil, and they have set a fire Mm -hmm. and the fire is now reaching the car (laughs) that Stella and the girl are hiding under. And Eben goes, I've got to do something, but if I go out there, I'm dead. I know what I have to do. And so it's a very painful process too. And you can tell he doesn't want to do it, but he's going to, and he does. So he goes to the first aid kit in the Utilidor which for some reason has syringes in it, <laughs> grabs a syringe. Listen, you ever been to Alaska? You haven't seen their first aid kits. Apparently they need syringes. They might. I don't know. I don't know what happens in Alaska. I haven't been yet. Yet. It's on my bucket list of travel spots. Nice. I really want to go. Just not during November to January. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. So he takes some of Billy's blood as he's been turned and injects himself with it and immediately starts screaming like he's on fucking fire. And then his eyes turn pretty yep. pretty damn quick. Yep. And then says he could smell everyone's blood. <laughs> My personal favorite is when he goes, I can smell your blood. And the two women that were vehemently against this go from, like, worried to, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> Their faces shift to, why do we let him do this? We're all going to die. Now. Yeah. But he did it so that he could go fight. Mm-hmm. So- he, looks, he looks like... What you or the poster of the thing mm-hmm. when he starts walking out and it's I'm sitting there going, yeah, the thing could be happening like right over there. Could, could you, be. Could you imagine? <laughs> There's a vampire attack, fucking like three thousand miles away from an alien invasion. Yeah. <laughs> and then Keith, David, and Kurt Russell just go. You fuck. see that? You see that fire over there? The fuck's happening over there? 
I don't know, but this shit's happening here. Oh my god, there's a universe. Oh my god. We made it happen. It all takes place in... Oh, no, that was Antarctica. Fuck! Oh yeah, wrong place. Well... It's cold. They saw... They didn't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eben ends up walking outside to go confront the vampires. Realistically and obviously, and as you'll witness, he just goes to confront the head vampire mm-hmm. and uh, tries to fight him. And gets his ass handed to him. He maybe landed, like, two punches at the beginning. And then gets, like, yeah. kicked kicked so hard his body spins. I fucking love that kick, too. It's so badass. Like, picked up, thrown in the air, and slammed onto the roof of a car. Yeah. And just... The way that the vamp, like, does, like, the grab flip. And, yep. like, slams his foot. Oh, fa- slams his face into it. Mm-hmm. So this is a badass fight. Well, badass ass kicking, I should say. <laughs> But then you kind of get this, like, look where Eben realizes the power that's, like, growing. Coursing, coursing through my veins. Yeah. And uh, he fights back. He dodges some cool, like, swings, like the double-handed, like, slash that mm-hmm. the head vampire does. And then the head vampire just lunges at him. He just punches straight through his fucking mouth. <laughs> yep. Punches through his mouth and out the back of his fucking head. When did this, like... It's all of a sudden like, you know what? I could do this. Got him. <laughs> Should have tried that earlier before you got your ass handed to you in front oh of a whole crowd God. of people. It's so awesome. And uh, you just see the rest of the vampires are like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> uh, we should go. <laughs> yeah, they all just fuck off. Yep. And so Stella and the rest of the town come out after the vamps have just fucked the right the fuck off. Seriously. And, and also, there's still a lot of people that survived. There's a ton. Yeah. yeah. And the house is, I mean, the town is completely engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. They've no, they have nothing there. It's going to end like the thing did. Correct. Where everything, everybody's dead. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to freeze unless they all go to the Utilidor. Well, this this all culminated on the 30th day. Yep. So, like, this is the end. The 30 days of night are fucking almost over. Yeah, like, you can see dawn brewing in the background and they keep looking up going, well, yeah. this is going to suck. This is going to suck. Well, Stella... Tells out Eben, he's like, what'd you do? The dawn is coming. And he's like, I know. And then they just, we cut to this amazing shot of Stella and Eben just embracing each other while the sun is coming up. And she's holding Eben and his face starts to burn. And he's just clearly in pain and trying to contain the pain mm-hmm. and then he can't anymore and he just lets out one scream the music is great yeah and he burns up and dies in stella's arms and then you watch stella go from sad to enraged mm-hmm. and that is 2007's 30 days of night it's a lot of fucking days it's a lot of fucking vampires that too so, let me pose the question to you, and I feel like I already know what your answer is going to be, but mm. we're going to change it up a little. Out of 30, how oh. many days of night would you give this movie? <laughs> yeah, whole new ranking system. I, I'll accept it for this one, because <laughs> there's a number in the title. Maybe we should do that for any movie that has a number in the title oh, from now Jesus. on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 25. Okay. 25 days of night just because of the the complaints we brought up the asthma thing isn't fucking necessary yeah. it, it 
it offers nothing, it changes nothing, it doesn't do anything for the characters, it's fucking pointless. Yeah. The movie is rushed. Mm-hmm. No matter how you cut it, it's fucking rushed. I get the fact that we're supposed to be covering 30 days, and it'd be really drawn out if we covered the full 30 days, but give us a little more character development, yeah. because like you had said when you were taking notes, you don't remember anyone's fucking name, mm-hmm. because we're introduced to a thousand people within the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie once, Yep. and then we're just expected to give a shit when Carter dies, or when... John fucking turns and gets decapitated. Like, it's... We just don't. Yep. So, five... Or Gus slash Pete. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to give a shit about Gus, but... No. No. He was like, oh, this is what they're here to do. Got it. Right. I mean, other than that, yeah, the movie is fucking fantastic. It's... This is sound weird, but this is a horror podcast. We fucking love horror Mm -hmm. through and through. This is one of those, like, comfort food, feel-good horror movies for me. Like, it... Mm. It brings me to a place of, like... My mind settles a bit because yeah. it's like, this is this is good. We need more like this, and we need more vampire movies like this, and less of everything else. Yeah. So, how many thirty days out of night do you give it? Honestly, I feel like I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I did when I watched it originally. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, because before it was just like, whoa, vampire movie. It's like, why is Alaska dark for thirty days? Right. But it. it, it at the end of the day, it was definitely a lot of glaring issues. It was very jump cutty, mm-hmm. and I just didn't really get it as much as I did. There were still some great moments that I loved, right? Like the fucking bald vampire is terrifying, and oh yeah, the main vampire, of course, also very terrifying. But eh, honestly, it would probably be like maybe twenty. Okay, it's it's still good. Yeah, but it's 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 nowhere near the top, a top higher, five vampire. Movie. Higher points for practicality. The fact that they use yeah. practicals. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still plenty of fucking CGI in the movie, yeah. but like, but you, there's a lot of great practical. There's too. so much great practical. Yes, they could have done without the fake blown out back of the head and blood mist with the with the mouth punch fuck. Is that Seamus' new book? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Seamus'. Punch Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> punch Fuck. It's the sequel, the sequel. yeah. <laughs> Seamus, if you're listening. Yeah, you can use that. That's, yeah. that's yours. All that's we yours. want is a little thank you in the front of the book. Or just make us the main characters. We'll oh, no. take it. We'll oh. take it. We'll take it fisted in the mouth. That's how much we'll take it. Rob will. Yeah. Uh, he does not speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> So, Rob, what are we talking about next week? Ooh, next week. All right. So, I know we said they were going to be not necessarily Christmas-themed, but we're going balls deep into Christmas. We lied. Yeah. And we are hitting on 1997's Jack Frost. And not the one with Michael Keaton. No. That's that's a horror movie in its own fucking right. But no, we're hitting on the one of my favorite corn fests ever. This is the corniest fucking movie. It's so corny. And it's so much fun. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned next week. So is there anybody that you would like to uh, thank this week? Uh, I would like to, of course, do the normals of you, Rob. Thank you, especially for making me watch movies that either I haven't seen before, like the one we're going to talk about next week, or... Uh, rewatching movies that I just 
never really thought to watch again. Mm. Like 30 Days a Night. Yes, it was my favorite, but I enjoyed it. I good, enjoyed good, it. Good. Um, my better half over in England, who uh, continues to just listen to stupid movie talk, even though she's not going to watch the movies. Um, other than that, hey, Josh Hartnett, thank you for fixing your haircut. Yep. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to thank you. I know that the life has been crazy for both of us. Editing and all that stuff is crazy, especially when hardware decides it doesn't want to work so much. Yeah. So fucking. <laughs> I hope you. I hope the listeners out there are enjoying what what we're putting out, enjoying the art that we're putting out, and uh, keeping up with things. I'd like to thank all of you suckers for tuning in yeah. and staying active and like reaching out to us. Like it's really great to hear from you guys and just see you reacting and enjoying and watching. The download rate go up week by week is real fucking exciting to see. Uh, I'd like to thank my lovely partner for just. Sticking it out. I, we've 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 had we've had a couple of weeks here, and yep. today's just been a roller coaster ride. And uh, it's been it's been great. She's super supportive, and she's constantly talking about the podcast. So it's really cool. Good. Uh, other than that, I we've got to mention, as you heard, beginning and mid of this episode, we got to thank Anna yes. and oh yes. Willow Tree Kitchen. Yes. She makes the best the best baked goods. You'll ever have in your life. I need more cookies. Yes. We're, need more. We're gonna be we're gonna be dropping a tasting video real soon here, uh, and we're our live stream coming up at the end of this month. You'll get to see us enjoying some more of Willow Tree Kitchen's wonderful stuff. Thank you so much, Anna, for just kicking ass and being the bestest sponsor. And until next week, sleep tight, suckers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Spoiler Sleepover. But the fun doesn't stop here. Go follow us on Instagram at Spoiler Sleepover and check out our website www.spoilersleepover.com. It'll be fantastic of you. <laughs> so until next time, sleep tight, suckers. <laughs>